What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment. Let us know what you think about the episode. If there's questions you have that we didn't ask, um, either guests or topics you want to hear from, we're always checking comments on YouTube. Love to hear from you guys and then be able to get either the guest or topic covered on a future episode. Today I'm going to be joined by Smetting Diesel and wanted to chat with them about turbos. Turbos are something that are always fun to upgrade and it can be tough to pick the right one for your truck, whether you got a Cummins, Duramax, or Powerstroke. So they're going to join us, chat with us about the company, their different turbo kits, um, ways you could save money, and also get extra performance. So it's going to be a great conversation. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off site-wide discount code for you. Use code 20diesel at kershaw.kaiusa.com. Great way to save some money, get some really cool gear for hunting, fishing, EDC, something to you know throw in a toolbox or have around the house. Um, they got a bunch of new models for 2023, and the latest one is their Duralock model, which has a really nice opening mechanism. The blade is D2 steel. There's a bunch of different choices for blade shape and then also handle materials. So I've got a few of them myself. Love them. Uh, they're super easy to use and convenient. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure and head on over to their website. Use code 20diesel and save 20% off site-wide. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Smetting Diesel talking turbos for Cummins, Duramax, Powerstroke, and ways that you can make sure you get the right turbo at the start, save some money, and have that performance that you want. Davey, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm looking forward to chatting with you about Smetting Diesel, turbos, a bunch of different cool stuff. So um, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I always love talking about well, diesel performance, especially turbos. It's one of those things. I've just always, I think everybody loves turbos, but you know, there's so many different directions you can go to, especially with, you know, Power Stroke versus Cummins and Duramax. So I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to do that. But I was really curious to know more about you guys. Like I've heard of Smending Diesel. Um, I know you guys have been in the diesel industry for quite a long time, but how did the company start? How did it come to be and grow into what it is? So there's a couple, it's a pretty good long story. Um, so Smending Diesel started about 10 or so years ago. Um, before it was Smetting Diesel, it was actually a website called dieseltips.com, I believe. And uh, Ben, the owner, Smetting, Ben Smetting, uh, would purchase these exhaust tips and manufacture these exhaust tips at his family's warehouse that they had in Texas. And uh, we'd sell them online. And he started out doing that. And he was in college going to uh, Blinn, which is outside of A&M. And he was selling all these tips. And uh, he got where it was making money. And so he moved to San Antonio, back to San Antonio, where his family's warehouse was. And uh, I was like, man, I could really use a job. <laughs> you know, I was in college at the same time. And he started going to UTSA together. And so we went kind of back and forth. We were kind of nervous about being best friends and uh, getting into the industry together or getting into working with one another, just because you always kind of worry, oh, what, what will happen, you know? Yeah. And so ultimately Ben decided, you know what, let's do it. So we started selling exhaust tax and then we kind of worked our way into turbochargers. Um, but Ben and I had been buddies for a very long time. And that's kind of where the turbochargers come in is uh, we'd always had a little competition. We used to race motocross together. So when he made a level lap a little faster, I went a little faster. When he got a, something for his truck, I got something for my truck. And so it kind of started out with this kind of friendly rivalry where we kept going back and forth um, and it kind of worked into what it is now. Uh, we purchased uh, a whole bunch of like initially Borg Warner products as well as was what we were originally doing and we were modifying them and selling them. 
And then uh, we ran into some issues with that and we decided to start manufacturing our own. We found that doing that and manufacturing our own products, we could have a better warranty. We could offer a higher quality turbine wheel. We could offer custom center sections to our liking. Uh, we could make our own exhaust housings that make replacement turbochargers. Um, and that's kind of how we ended up where we are. I feel like I'm uh, missing the timeline a little bit. <laughs> well, with the, I'm fast forwarding a little bit. With the turbo side, was it people calling in and saying, hey, I've got this truck and I want this turbo. And you just had enough of them where you said, hey, we should go and do six, seven Cummins turbos and five nines and LB sevens and different kind of power structure. How did the how did the brand branch out to cover so much? So in 2010 or so, it was a really big thing to buy box turbos and just slap them on your truck. Um, and so that's what we were modifying initially was just these box turbochargers. And we decided to start producing our own. Um, and what was happening is, yeah, people were calling and say, hey, I need something for my 2004 5.9 Cummins. I need a S300 that will bolt straight into that truck. Um, and we were taking, you know, a 14 centimeter housing and machining it and assembling it and balancing it. And that's what we were selling. Um, and so that it kind of kept growing slowly, but surely more and more and more and more and more. One of the, that's a really good point that you brought up because a lot of times when somebody's interested in turbo or they start to do research, you come across the kind of the box turbos. The S300s, S400s. And I wanted to ask you, what is the difference? Like when we take, you're going to be way better with the turbo sizing than I am, but you take some popular S300 that comes in a box from Borg Warner, mm -hmm. and then you try to apply that towards a 5.9 or a 6.7 or any diesel motor in, you know, that, that we want to pick, how different it is. Because my understanding is they're not necessarily designed specifically for a 6.7 liter Cummins or a 5.9 liter 6.6 Duramax. And that's where you get into different turbine housings and compressor wheels and just the performance. But I, I really want people to understand the difference between a box manufactured turbo and something specialized that like you guys are doing specifically for that truck, that power level. Yeah, yeah exactly. So a standard S300 as it is, like a box unit, is designed to come off a track period. It's not designed to go on a 5.9. It's not designed to go on a 6.7 initially. What we do to make it special is we use a different turbine wheel. Uh, it's still an S300 frame, um, but we're using, you know, an SXE type turbine wheel with these swept blades. Uh, it's going to spool much better than, for example, the old clip style 73 turbine, which is just built to flow air. <laughs> air comes in and air leaves as fast as physically possible. It wasn't to cultivate the energy there. Um, the next thing we'll do is we obviously, the compressor covers, they don't fit from a box unit, you know? So you have to make a compressor cover that fits the factory intercooler piping. You have to make a compressor cover that fits the factory intake. Uh, a box S300, this is a common issue we run into actually, is people say, oh, well, I can buy a box S300 off the internet for six, seven, 800 bucks, right? Yeah. Well, that's great. But that turbo is not gonna bolt in your 0359, your 0459, even doesn't matter any of the five nines, even the six sevens, it's not gonna bolt in. You got the wrong compressor discharge, you got the wrong intake, you got the wrong downpipe flange, you got the wrong turbo pedestal flange or manifold flange, depending on the application. Oil feed fitting is different. So what we do is we fix all that. We make 
the proper compressor outlet fits the factory intercooler pipe. We shorten the intake to fit the OEM intakes. Uh, oil, oil feed gets an oil feed adapter. Oil drains will get oil drain adapters as necessary. Uh, downpipe flanges, for example, the 04 Cummins will use the HE351 flange on the back, right? Or HE341, uh, that flange on the back of the turbo is identical though. And we actually machine our T3 units to fit the OEM hot pipe. So OEM exhaust bolts right in. Uh, that's what we specialize in is making turbochargers that fit directly into the truck. Um, another example of that is like the 6.0, our newest release turbocharger. You know, it's going to be an S300 up front. And we made, we custom casted, custom engineered our own exhaust housing that fits the OEM up pipes, that fits the OEM pedestal, that fits the OEM down pipe. You can reuse your factory drain tube, uh, comes with the oil feed line and bolts straight in these trucks. And what it is, is we don't want these customers out in the field. But think about when you first tried to do a turbocharger, you ever thought about doing a turbocharger? You're like, well, what do I need? How do I make it work? Yeah. We build a kit that completely, for almost all models of the PowerStroke, Cummins, and Duramax platforms, we make a model that fits directly to all the OEM hardware. Well, that's a big thing too that I've seen just following diesel and like doing a podcast is just customers want, they want drop in or as close to drop in as they can get. They don't want to source the oil feed line, the drain tube. They don't want to try to find the right V band clamp. That's going to, they just want it all in one package. And mm -hmm. I think that's what, that's what really stands out is that. And I'm curious when I know it varies by engine type, but what, what are some of the most popular turbos? that you guys sell that people call about is it i imagine it's not the racing stuff but more so you know they've got maybe some tuning and some bolt-on upgrades and you're putting a ton of miles on the truck and towing but they need something better than a stock hole set or garrett or something like that and that's why they call you guys so our number one most popular turbo kit is our s300 kit for the 6.7 cummins that turbo chart that kit comes the brand new manifold and a brand new T4 S300 turbocharger. We can do it from anywhere from a 62 millimeter all the way up to a 72 millimeter. And that bolts straight into the truck, hooks the hooks to the head, just like normal, hooks to the factory downpipe, hooks to the factory oil feed line, hooks to the factory oil drain line, hooks to the factory intake and intercooler pipe. That one, that turbocharger right there from 07 and a half to 2018 covers all those year models. All the iterations, cabin chassis, regular pickup, doesn't matter. And that one bolts right in. What's really cool about it is you can run it at 325 horsepower if you want. You can run it all the way up to 650 horsepower if you want. It, 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 that, that turbocharger is the, the S300 platform on the manifold we provide, the divided T4 manifold we provide, is really a well-rounded setup. It, it schools, especially with something less than a 66 millimeter, so like a 62, a 63, or 64, that all spools almost identical to a stock unit in most cases. That's cool because that's what you get used to when you have one of those trucks and you get used to the VGT and it spools so quick, but then you quickly hit the power that you know, it can support the EGT control. You hit all these other issues. And I know for myself, I owned one of those trucks for a long time. 
I got into that spot of, well, I, I really like how the VGT performed, you know, spooling up, but I need more capability. And so back then I didn't have choices like this. It was either tunnel lag or something really small. There was no in between yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. And then, and then you had the battle of, well, do I buy a reman or do I, do I, a lot of times people back in the day were just modifying what they had, which is stock VGTs, which ended up making them usually less powerful <laughs> um, in the early days of it. But no, now uh, these units will run out, you know, you can max out your RPM, especially with stock injectors. Uh, you can run those things 650 horsepower all day and they'd be very, very fun. And you can do some of the larger units like a 72, which is extremely overkill. That compressor will do 900 horsepower in some applications. Um, you could do that if you wanted on the uh, S300 chassis, but you got to remember the turbine wheel limitations on a 6.7 Cummins uh, making 650 horsepower is, is about 650 horsepower. It's 650 horsepower. Anything more than that, you're going to start having drive pressure issues. So that's one of the things we like to make sure of with the T4 turbochargers. When you're upgrading these non-VGTs is that you're getting a lower drive pressure than stock. Um, so for example, on the six sevens, a tuned six seven, especially with like older like HS style tunes back in the day. Yeah. It was not abnormal to see um 90 PSI of drive pressure. Wow. Which causes you know VGT failure, which causes head gasket issues kind of all combined. Um switching to this S 300 kit, you're gonna completely alleviate that drive pressure issue you in most cases can get almost to a one-to-one -one scenario that's that's cool now when let's stay on the six seven for a second is if somebody has some future plans to do something mm -hmm. and they say like right now that 63 or 64 66 is perfect for them mm -hmm. but they think well maybe in the future i'm going to go a little bit bigger how do you size or pick the right turbo for that because i think there's a lot of confusion when we just we see all these turbos and all these different things we can get. It's like, I'm not quite ready to do all the upgrades, but how do I pick the right turbo for where I'm at and maybe give me a little bit more capability down the road? So you kind of run into a fine line there. You pretty much can decide, do I want to stick in the third gen location, which is going to limit you to about 650 horsepower. And it's going to limit you to the S 300 frame. So I'm writing down a piece of paper here because when I talk numbers, I start jumbling them. <laughs> so I usually write them to slow myself down. Um, tip, tri tips and tricks for everybody when you're talking about turbo sizes. <laughs> write everything down. It makes yeah. it a lot easier. Um, so back to the uh, question though. When you're looking at the... My brain just went blank. <laughs> well, one of the mistakes I made, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a brief story, is I had that truck. I knew I wanted to be at a certain power level, so I said, give me a, I think it was a 72. So I'm going to run a 72. Yeah. I didn't have everything else done for it, and I just had to get used to a ton of lag, and I hated it. I was unhappy with it. So then I switched to something smaller. Well, then I decide, hey, I'm going to take the build to the next level when well, I'm buying a third turbocharger because I didn't, I didn't stop and say, where do I want to be? Where ultimately, how can I do this? What compromises do I have to make? If any, you know, on this particular setup on this truck. So, so with the S 300 kit, like let's say in a third gen location, right? And let's say you call me and say, Hey, I want to buy this truck and I want to make 
whatever stock injectors we'll make now. I'm going to say, okay, let's do an S363 initially. Something that's going to spool very quickly. You can daily drive with it. You can tow with it. You can let your grandpa drive it. You can let your old lady drive it. Or when you're bored on Friday night, you can let it rip and it'll still make, you know, solid passes down the track or on the street, wherever you may be at. Let's say you call me back a year later and you're like, hey, man, I had to put a set of injectors in the truck. I put some, you know, 30, 60% injectors. And I want to see just what the maximum I can get out of my platform is. But I don't want to go some expensive route and buy a whole new turbo kit. I'd say, okay, let's go with like the S369. Um, you can daily drive with that still. You still tow with that. You can still hot rod with it really well. And it'll handle those, you know, slightly larger injectors. Um, and so that's a good stepping stone. That, that S300 platform is a good place to transition into a slightly larger frame. But the next question though is, well, what if I want to go bigger? And, or what if you're going to start from the first place bigger and you want to eventually make a thousand horsepower truck yeah you have the s400 kits the second gen swaps the what i call the end all be all you know of the platforms next to compounds obviously compounds are really cool and honestly will do anything a single will uh just with a, a really big price tag <laughs> on it but the s400 second gen swaps are really if, if, if you're gonna take a truck and you say hey man i want to start out with 550 and in two years, I want to be at 850 to 1,000. Go S400. Go S400, buy yourself a brand new S400 kit with a S464. Let's say you got one more year of having to use this truck to tow. Go buy an S464 from us, do our smetting diesel S464 83 with like a 1.0 housing, right? Uh, that setup right there on a 6.7 will hook up to whatever trailer you want to do, will daily drive, and will still do 700 horsepower if you had the injectors for it. You can run with stock injectors if you'd like, um, or you can run some, you know, 100% and a stock pump or 100% in a 10 mil pump, and it would be right at home. If somebody doesn't, they've heard the term S300, S400 before, but they don't know the difference. How would you explain that to them as far as like the pros and cons of, of each frame size? So the primary difference is like their chassis size. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in the S300 frame, for what we sell, you have three different turbine wheel options. You have a 65 millimeter turbine, you have a 68 millimeter turbine, and you have a 73 millimeter turbine. In the S400 frame, our cement diesel S400s, we have a 83 millimeter turbine wheel, and you have an 87 millimeter turbine wheel. And then you have the S400 like T6 units, the S400 T6 units will have the 96 millimeter turbine wheel when you come from spending diesel. Um, so if you're just trying to decide, you know, what turbo you want, well, you kind of want to decide which turbine wheel you need too, right? So a 65 millimeter turbine wheel is great for 5.9s, you know, sub 500 horsepower, right? 68 millimeters are good from 400 to 600. 73s are good from 400 to maybe, maybe maybe 450 to about 700 max in a 5.9 platform. In the 6.7, it moves those numbers up a little or down a little bit. You have to get uh, less horsepower for the same amount of air flowing through the hole. Does that make sense? Um, so in the S400, you got to decide which turbine wheel. So now going to S400, you got to decide which turbine wheel you want. 
There's the big 87 turbine, which is good for sled pulling and a lot of drag racing. And then there's the 83 turbine, which is much more popular for daily driving, towing, uh, some drag racing, you know, stuff like that. Gotcha. So really the way to do it is to pick out the power number that you think you want to be at and then back into, I mean, is it going to be mostly at the track or am I going to be wanting to tow with it? Do I have, well, what engine do I have? How much air can it move? And then pick your turbo based on that verse. A lot of times if I go into Google and type in what turbo for my six, seven, you'll read, you know, run an S four sixty seven, S four seventy two, whatever it might be, which for that guy's particular truck might've been fantastic. But if I'm at elevation towing at 550 horsepower, it might be a little slow for me. So you really have to, to stop and pick your goal. So when a customer calls, the initial calls almost always, what are you using the truck for? And do you have a power goal? Right. And a lot of times guys will say, yes, I use the truck daily drive um, and occasionally I tow. Okay, cool. I now know that. What is your power goal? Where, where do you want to be with this? And sometimes you get the guys that go, yeah, hey, I want to make 500 horsepower. They have a number right then and there. You also have guys that say, I want all of it. I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't answer my question. Um, and then you have to kind of go backpedal and you say, okay, well, what do you have done to the truck? And what are your, what supporting mods are you willing to put on later? So you have a guy who says, I want all of it. Great. That's excellent. What size injectors do you want to run ultimately then? What size pump do you want to run ultimately? So when you have those kind of vague answers, what you got to do is ask, okay, you're using a stock CP3. All right, we're using the, we're going to talk about the Cummins platform right now, just so it's an easy one. You're using the stock CP3. Okay, well, there's no point in going over a turbo that'll make 700 horsepower because a stock CP3 is, if you're lucky with tuning, going to get you there barely, you know? And then you ask, okay, what size injectors are you running? And then you can kind of decide from there. If they're running stock injectors, again, you know they're not going to make much more than 500 horsepower or 600 horsepower depending on the application. So now you can help them size turbochargers because a common dilemma you run into is these guys will pick out the largest thing on the website. It's like, oh, well, if it's $1,685 for the 63, but it's still $1,685 for the 72, let's put the 72 on there. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden my best way to describe it is that's like uh buying a pair of pants that are too big for you yes you can still put them on but people are going to think you're a little weird <laughs> well, i think you don't really do much uh, that's one of the toughest parts about turbo it's like you were going through it right there you have to take input from all these different parts of the truck the tuning the fueling even the transmission, the stall speed on the converter, <clears throat> what's a power goal? How do you use the truck? You have to take all these elevation. things, yeah, elevation, and come up with a recipe that works. And that's where I think it, a lot of people can get confused, especially if they're newer to diesel, which that's what I've seen a lot the last couple of years is people that always wanted one. And, you know, they found the early 5.9 or the LBZ or the LB7 or the 7.3 or the 6 liter, whatever it might be that they wanted. And now they're trying to absorb all this information so quick and it's, it can be so tough to do so. And that made me think of a question to ask you, and I'm sure there's more than one reason, but what is the number one reason you think people choose the wrong turbo? Like somebody calls in, they've got an aftermarket turbo, they hate it. Is there something that's really common that they do that 
they could avoid so they don't end up in that situation? Forms. <laughs> Forms. Internet warriors. The number one way to get accurate information, whether it be through Smetting Diesel or through a vendor of ours or through another competitor, call them and ask questions. Call them and ask, that's what we're paid to do is to hear and answer these questions. Don't use the guy who's on the internet in his grandma's closet typing up answers because he just watched a YouTube video one time where a guy ran the largest charger. Call and get professional opinions a lot of this issue is because their buddy's like, hey, dude, get that one or whatever it may be. So that's kind of the common reason people oversize. Also, it's just kind of not understanding how other parts help. Does that make sense? So for yeah. example, just because you bolted in some 100 horse injectors and you did a 180 horsepower tuner, that doesn't mean the truck's going to make X horsepower. Does that make sense? There's other supporting mods that must go into it to become that level of horsepower, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it can always be tough to get the the right answer. It's one thing I've learned from just modifying trucks and, and talking on the podcast with people is there's so many different goals and so many different uses that every particular truck owner can have that it's tough for just a one-size-fits-all approach to picking a turbocharger. 100% it. So for example, let's say you have a 6.7 power stroke and we make our S300 replacement turbo for that truck, right? And let's say you call me up and you're like, hey man, I want a truck that's gonna be able to pull out, make as much horsepower on the track as possible with your S300 platform. Commonly, what we have to do is, you know, how much horsepower are you really going to make? Are you going to put the upgraded CP4 in there? Are you going to do a CP3 add a kit, add a CP3 kit? Are you going to do, uh, I believe, what's his name? It released a new pump also. What are you going to do pump-wise and injector-wise? Because there's not a one-size-fits-all. You go in there and slap a, you know, a 69 millimeter on a truck that's got you know, 355s in the rear end and he's got 37 inch tires on a lift, you know, that's going to drive terrible, <laughs> you know, yeah. but you, you, you have that same guy could you call. He goes, Hey man, I'm, or even girl. Um, I've had sold several girls, uh, turbochargers, hundreds of girls, turbochargers. Um, this the guy calls up and says, Hey man, I have a CP 4.2. I got the newer version of it and I want to max out, you know, your S three sixty nine. And he's like, hey, man, I got point or a 410 rear end or a 373 rear end on 33s or 35s. I'm like, boom, you are a perfect client for that turbocharger. You know, you are perfectly set up to have a fun daily driver truck. The next is, is do you have anybody for some tuning support? You know, are you just using some sort of box tune? Because that can become painful also. What, what transmission tuning are you using? You know? Well, you mentioned the six seven power stroke. I know there's a huge need for turbochargers on them, especially on those early ones. And so, does what kind of kits do you guys have for for those guys? And sizing options you could run on a six seven power stroke. So for the six seven power stroke, we have two main turbochargers right now. We have the eleven through fourteen version, and we have the fifteen through sixteen version, or fifteen through sixteen, fifteen to nineteen actually. Sorry. Um, Come to find out, by the way, the 2019 plus trucks 
So like 2020, 2021, and 2022 can actually use our 15 through 19 turbocharger. You just got to convert to the 15 and 19 up pipes. Um, but with that being said, we got the two main versions. They're both going to be S300 chassis. So they're still going to have your option between the 73 millimeter turbine and the 68 turbine. Uh, currently, I think I only have 68 turbines uh, available for like certain year models. Um, cause there is a difference between the 11 to 14 housing and the 15 to 19 housing, um, downpipe locations and up pipe locations for the collectors different. I wish I had my 3d model. I could show you. <laughs> I didn't, I wish I had like it set up on my computer. I didn't think about that. It's, it's so, uh, not as exciting, not being able to see it. I guess if you go to the website, you can see it there though. Um, just click on the six, seven, four. Um, but those are all S300 frames. So you can have your 68 or your 73 turbine, and then they're all 0.91 housings. And then we can do compressor wheel wise from a 62 millimeter all the way up to a 72 millimeter. So again, same thing with the 6.7 Cummins. It's the exact same center section. It's the exact same compressor wheel. It's the exact same turbine wheel. We just have a custom cast compressor cover. We have a custom cast exhaust housing. And then we build a pedestal, we CNC machine a pedestal with an oil feed line in it and a coolant block off. Okay. Straight into those trucks. That's the same for 11 to 14 uh, into the 15 and 19. It's the exact same frame, different covers, different exhaust housings, different pedestals. Does that same, uh, I'm sure it, it applies in, in a lot of ways to the Duramax platform, probably varies maybe a little bit based on which one it is, but what, what do you have for, for those guys where they got an LB7 or... So, know, all the current stuff for the Duramax platform, I don't offer anything for anything older than 04 and a half currently, but I do have for the 04 plus trucks and the LML platform. So the 11 through 16, 17. Um, for that one, we make a again 0.91 housing that bolts up to the OEM up pipes. It's not a, it's not a, a pedestal and turbocharger, it's a actual exhaust housing pedestal combo just like the factory vgt was so it's going to fit the factory downpipe it's going to fit the factory uh, oil feed and drain it's going to fit the factory intake and intercooler pipe i say factory oil feed sorry it'll come with a new oil feed the duramax is notorious for using that uh oil feed port on top and that, that that's not don't don't use that for an s300 do you want to use the uh passenger side pickup port there because that'll that'll that will run out of oil pretty quick. You got to use that other port. Um, but yeah, so for the 04 to 16, you can essentially use our direct replacement turbocharger. Um, it's very, that's, we released that probably about two or three years ago, and it took about a year to kind of catch on. Um, and now that's one of these three turbos we've talked about so far. So this Ford Turbo, the Duramax, and the uh, 6.7 Cummins have become the number one selling units we sell. Like they, they, I can't keep them on the, sh I can't build them fast enough. I cannot assemble them fast enough <laughs> to, to keep up with the demand for those units because they're so simple. They, they, they bolt straight in the truck and you're good to go. That's what's, on in your roll. that's what's so different about how I remember it used to, how it used to be like on a Duramax, you'd buy a turbo, <clears throat> you'd have to get a new pedestal, new up pipes, have fun doing the downpipe when you do it, unless you're doing the transmission at the same time. So there was all these different things that you would have to do. Yeah, hundred percent. So that was kind of our goal this whole time has always been 
like when I go look for like, for example, a modification for a boat or a modification for my truck or a computer, whatever, I find the most easily integratable option. You know, I want also an option that if I need to source parts for it are not single supplier only. Does that yeah. make sense? So like, obviously we make a proprietary exhaust housing, but the rest of these components could be sourced independently. So if you're in the field and you need, you know, this, you could buy it from Dodge. You could buy it from, you know, GM. You could buy it from whoever to get you by, you know, or to even fix it efficiently, you know? That's, imagine, for example, you had a XYZ S400 kit from, or S300 kit, sorry, for a Duramax. And it had custom up pipes and it had all this stuff and you lose a billow on an up pipe. You got to call that manufacturer and you got to hope he has that up pipe in stock. Whereas the way ours will, our system works with Duramax, let's say you lose the OEM up pipe. You can go buy any competitor's up pipe. You can go buy GM's up pipe. You can buy any of those products and you're back rolling. You know, there's redundancy in all these parts. You can buy some upgraded ones. You can buy OEM ones. It doesn't matter. That's so cool because that's part of the, the diesel lifestyle, I, I guess, is the phrase I would use for it is by nature of what we drive, we, we don't have gas trucks. So we're not, uh, you know, we're not part of the most popular form of truck that's out there. Yeah. Um, we've chosen this diesel engine, even if it's an old one for the benefits that it has, the torque the power, the longevity, all these different things. So we like to make sure, and especially with the price of new trucks are relatively new, we plan to keep it for a while. And you want to, be able to find parts no matter what. Yeah, I want to be able to find parts. I'm not trading it, trading it off every couple of years or, you know, the new gas model comes out with eight more horsepower and I got to get it. Like we're keeping these things for a while. So I love that redundancy that that's built into it. Yeah, so every, pretty much every kit we design other than the like, proprietary exhaust housing, everything and exhaust housings don't fail. It's a, it's a chunk of metal. You know what I'm saying? It has no, move, yeah. the physical, no, no moving parts. Uh, everything could be sourced. Like if, if you need a, a random clamp, for example, the six, seven Fords, it uses OEM Ford up pipe clamps, you know, uh, down pipe clamps uses the, all the OEM clamps. So all that stuff is readily available. So if you're on the road, you can find these parts anywhere at any time, which is really cool. And, and, and also 20 years from now. You know, are, are, there, are there any new things that people should keep, they should be on the lookout for? Any new turbo kits or some new platforms that you guys might be supporting here in the next couple months? So we have our new intake manifold uh, for the 6.7 Cummins. And that one's going to be really cool. It's going to be able to utilize the factory EGR. Um, it's going to be able to utilize the factory throttle valve, uh, and then it's going to get rid of, obviously in conjunction with our grid heater delete, we'll get rid of the grid heater, but then it's got a provision to install a grid heater up top. So you don't have to worry about that whole six, seven grid heater bolt that breaks off and ruins your engine, you know? That'll be really cool. That's gonna be our newest product. That right now, is, oh man, I wonder if I have a picture of my phone I can show y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just finishing up and casting. So it's so we got to go through machining and then we got to come up with, obviously, once we figure out the machining costs, uh, we're going to start releasing pricing on that. But that's going to be a really big seller because right now our only competitor is selling that similar product um, that has the capability of running all the factory components if you wanted. Uh, they're selling that product right now for, I want to say like 800 something dollars. 
And I know our goal is to be, you know, much, much more affordable. Actually, this is kind of going on a tangent, but going back to uh, the original conversations, how we started is, is Ben and I were going back and forth building our trucks, right? Well, it got to a point where we ran out of money. <laughs> and our, 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 at the time when we were younger in high school and before college, our dads were helping us pay for this stuff. Well, they stopped. They're like, hey, dude, no more. You're cut off. You got to figure it out. And so it kind of, we were buying, obviously, at the time, you know, parts from XYZ provider. And we got started looking at them like, man, these are good, but we can make this better. You know, we can make this better and we can make it at a price that everyone can afford. Not just our dads could afford, you know, but, you know, all of us who, who I mean, I was 15 year old, 15 years old when I got my first truck, you know, I couldn't, what was I going to do? Mow lawn? That's what I was doing, mowing lawns. I paid for it by that, but I could never afford the turbo kit I wanted by just mowing lawns. It was not, not feasible, you know, especially while still going to school full time. And so we decided, you know what, let's make products at the highest possible quality but make it for a price that everyone can enjoy. You know, we, 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 you could bring in, anybody can afford these parts, you know? And uh, that goes back to my intake corners. That's what we're trying to try and do with that. We're gonna try and introduce it in the market, not for a thousand dollars for an intake horn, you know, we're gonna see if we can come in at, you know, 500, $400 for those pieces. Um, so that way everyone can get it, you know? Imagine the kid who, 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 who works on a farm and his dad gave him his 2008 6.7 Cummins that's been retired. The thing's got 400,000 miles on it. And he just wants this thing to be fun, you know? And he, he, he worked that summer and he's still got to pay for fuel. He's still got to pay for insurance, but he wants to be able to put an intake horn on. That's what my goal is. That's the guy I want to be able to sell a part to, you know? What's really, what's really interesting and cool about that is uh, on a recent podcast, somebody was talking to me about the different phases of truck ownership. And we've all been that younger guy where we're, you know, just trying to get parts we can and we don't necessarily have, you know, all the money that we need to be able to do it. <clears throat> and then we grow and then we're able to, you know, we want to go fast. We want to do those things. And then we get to another phase where you just want it reliable. You want it lower EGTs. You want it to last forever. And it, from what you described, you guys want to appeal to all those people instead of, what I can see out there in the marketplace, sometimes they just cater to one age group. It's like, okay, thanks for buying the parts. We'll never see you again because you're off to, you know, another phase. But you can really service somebody from that first truck to their last, know, the, yeah, the, the one, the last one that they got. That, that is 100% our goal because, because in my opinion, there's a couple different phases, kind of like how you talked about. But one of the common phases that we really wanted to fight against were the guys with the unlimited budgets, the SEMA truck builder guys. Yeah, we like putting our products on those trucks. We want to be able to service those guys, but not for those prices. You know what I'm saying? We want to be able to sell it to the guy who, like in San Antonio alone, majority of our customers are contractors, are young kids starting their yard, yard service jobs, their yard clearing or land clearing jobs, their plumbers, they're all these guys that want reliability and power, but they have no inclination to even want to buy a thousand dollar intake horn you know what i'm saying yeah that doesn't make sense but they still want that they still want the egt help they can get or they still want the uh performance you know but it's just not worth it why would you do it just go buy another truck at that point you know to, to some of these guys and so that's why we want to make a product that 
would cover all of that. You know, the, why would you not buy my product? Is that is, is kind of what I want instead? I want to make it where, you know, let's say you've got a six, seven power stroke, right? And let's say you lost your turbocharger. What is, what is the OEM replacement charger cost? I think it's like 17 or 1800 bucks plus labor, right? Well, why not buy mine for 1799 versus I know some competitors make their 6.7 power stroke replacement turbo. It's close to like 3000. Why don't you buy mine for 1799 comes the one year warranty factory doesn't have a one year warranty. Most of them don't. And it's easier to install than the factory unit and it costs less, you know, and you gain power. You're capable of making 600 horsepower instead of the factory one, which you know is going to do the exact same thing like the 11 to 14s do. Yeah. I think that's incredibly important for, you know, not just what you guys are doing, but then also for the whole diesel owning, I, I guess I'd say community in general is because that, when I think back to when this all started, and there's guys, I'm definitely wasn't in on the ground floor. I was like in high school or something when guys were doing stuff, but yeah, same. I was in high school and they were making shit. <laughs> but it's like, that was the allure of diesel is you could go, you'd have this five, nine or this Duramax or this seven, three, you could do some stuff to it, you know, get a ton of torque, ton of power. It could be reliable. And it's kind of gone away from that now to where somebody was just recently telling me they bought a new, I don't know if it was an 05 or 04 Cummins for like 38,000 brand new off the lot at the time. Now you're looking at 60, a hundred thousand, 110,000, maybe a little bit more for, you know, something like that. And so I think being able to cover just that wide range is what I hope to see, you know, more, hundred percent more in diesel. What, what our number one goal was is to make products that everybody can afford. You know, not just the guy who's making half a million dollars a year driving a $95,000 truck. You know, we want the guy who, you know, imagine when you, you know, you're, you're fresh out of college or you're fresh out of high school and you're like, I want to buy my first truck. And you can, you saved up your, you know, at the, today's age, $15,000, you know, or $20,000 and you buy yourself a third gen Cummins or maybe a 6.0 or a 6.4, you know, we want to make a kit that, Hey, my turbocharger failed. My stock one did. I want something that I'm never going to have to mess with again. I want something that's cost effective. Well, that's what we're going to be able to cover right there. We're going to find that guy that wants a S300 kit for a 6.4 full turnkey kit, $2,000. You buy, go buy a set of OEM remands. 6.4s will come down quite a bit now, but you, by the time you get it all in there and you go through three of them, because you know they're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Reman six four turbos, uh, you spent four thousand dollars. Where the six zero or the six four kit we're going to offer is going to be two thousand dollars. You never mess with again, you know. And I know there's so many different questions. Like we mentioned, each build's a little unique. Um, everybody has a little bit different goals. So many different variables. What's a great way for people to be able to contact Smitting Diesel? Ask questions go through that build list like you had mentioned and pick the right turbo for their truck and you know, just chat with you guys, learn more about what you have to offer. So there's two real ways to contact us. Uh, first off is calling us, which is 210-446-0888. That's a shop phone number. The best, the other best way is emails, just sales at smettingdiesel.com. Choose an email. Um, but I highly recommend calling because you can either talk to me, you can either talk to Ricky uh, or Austin. 
Um, so any of those three guys can kind of walk you through all of this, kind of help you troubleshoot and take you from way over here to, you know, where you need to be at, you know? Yeah, exactly what you need. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is, or any of my guys want to do is, A, sell you something if you don't need it, and B, sell you the wrong direction. I mean, I, I, as, as hope Ben doesn't hear this, but you know, I've told guys, hey man, what you're describing to me doesn't sound like a turbo issue. It sounds like something else. Why don't you, why don't you look into that and see? And sure enough, they call me back. But hey, man, you just made my life a whole lot easier. It was literally just this, you know. It's really cool. It was, it was great to chat with you. I've wanted to be able to learn more about the company and the approach. And I like what you guys are doing with the you know, the turbo offerings that you guys have and the focus and approach, which. Like I said, I think this industry needs more of it because there's there, there's a huge year range of truck owners. There's so many different trucks out there, and we need to be able to offer affordable solutions that work. You know, not just affordable, but things that work. So oh, yeah. it, it, it was great to chat with you today. Yeah, no, for sure. If you got any questions, like I said, give us a call. Um, and uh, hopefully next time I have some more practice with doing podcasts because this is my <laughs> first time. So thank you. <laughs> Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 20diesel for 20% off site-wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear for hunting, fishing, EDC, something around the house, or you know, throwing it in a toolbox or glove box. They've got a bunch of new models this year, and the latest one is the Duralock models, which it's got a really nice opening mechanism. The blade is D2 steel. It's priced right. I've got a, a couple of them myself. Really enjoy using them. They're great to have around. So if you're in the market for a knife, definitely make sure and head on over to their website. Use code 20diesel to save some money and get some really cool gear. So I want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen of 23Diesel, J. Cole, John, all of our other Patreon members, all of you who subscribe on YouTube and podcast apps, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We appreciate all your support, love hearing your guys' suggestions, and then be able to deliver the podcast episodes, get the guests on that you want, and look forward to doing more of that in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.